This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Bears Illustrated Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Miner, alongside my co-host, Pranay Malampati, where we talk all things Baylor sports. And this episode specifically, we're talking about Baylor basketball. The week that was, uh, Jonathan Chamo Chachua returning for the Baylor Bears against Texas Tech last Saturday. Uh, Baylor had a tough loss against Texas earlier the week on mid-big Monday. Uh, and the women's team is looking to pull off uh, two straight back-to-back victories against ranked opponents. Uh, they're in the middle of the game right now in the fourth quarter with number 16, Oklahoma. They beat Iowa State, number 12, Iowa State on the road over the weekend. Uh, but Pernay, it's Super Bowl week, and I know that your Philadelphia Eagles and former Big 12 um, uh, standout quarterback Jalen Hurts are in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll turn it over to you. you got to have big, big high hopes, that big expectations, hopefully, for, for this Super Bowl. Uh, can your Eagles get it done against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, funny thing is, both quarterbacks starting in the Super Bowl are Big 12 guys, obviously. Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech, and Jalen Hurts finished out his college career at Oklahoma, beating beating Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship game. But but yeah, I'm I'm excited. This is the second Super Bowl the Eagles have been in in, in six years, and growing up a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan, this is special. Um, I think Jalen Hurts looks fantastic. I think he was the best quarterback in the league. This season, one healthy, um, even better than Patrick Mahomes. So I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I think that we, I think we are the slight favorites, and I think rightfully so. But it's going to be a great game, regardless. Interesting. Well, hopefully you guys can get the uh, the win. I don't really know who I'm rooting for, but I feel like the Chiefs have been dominant five straight AFC title games. It's their third Super Bowl in four years. Um, the Patrick Mahomes performance in the AFC championship game was amazing. I think the Bengals screwed themselves when they used that timeout uh, with under a minute to play. Um, really, I don't think they should have done that. Uh, but, yeah, the Eagles have looked dominant. And, you know, maybe maybe they get the job done. I, I'm just hoping for a good game, as, as is usually the case. Uh, hopefully it lives up to the hype. So good luck to you. I know the Phillies couldn't pull it out against the, the Astros in the World Series, but as a Philly guy, but um, maybe you'll have better luck this time around in the Super Bowl. Thank you, thank you. I know I, it's it's been a crazy year for Philly sports. Um, hopefully, we do have better luck this time, and I think we will, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's take it over to Baylor basketball and. Baylor, as you said, lost Texas last week on Monday in a very tight game and then dominated Texas Tech in the second half, winning winning by a margin of, I think, 25 or 27. Um, 27. But the, yeah, 27. 27. But the biggest story of that game was John Jonathan Chamochacho's return from injury. And 
after the game in the press conference, he himself said he did not expect he wasn't supposed to return this early, but by the grace of God, he he recovered quickly and was able to get out on the court this soon. Um, to me, he looked really fresh, really – he looked really good. He looked athletic. He was able to jump. He was able to play defense. He even hit a three. Um, what do you two, think of his return to the court? Um, two threes, yeah. Two threes, yeah, two threes. Um, he, had, he had the one in the first half, and then he had the one in the, the second half, which, which started um, the first of three consecutive three-pointers on an 11-0 run for for Baylor that really you know put the game on ice against Tech I I think he looked he definitely looked like someone that you know you would have not expected that he tore his ACL PCL LCL um, right all, right all, all the CLs right uh, if he was a business he would have torn the uh, um, LLC right but uh, <laughs> he looked really really good and um, and the thing was that should be scary and, you know, put up some alarms on other teams is that he seemed to have improved uh, from the first half to the second half. First half, he looked kind of rusty, you know, kind of still getting uh, a feel, like kind of getting his sea legs underneath him. There's maybe a little bit of nerves, trepidation, and, you know, playing in a real game for the first time in nearly a year, uh, especially from that injury. I mean, that's got to be like very, you know, yippish. Right, you, you worry that some players could get the you know the yips after an injury like that, um, and and you know a guy blew by him on on defense, and some guys hit some shots over him. But in the second half, he played um, he played through two three minute stretches in the first half, and then an eight minute stretch for fourteen minutes total uh, in the second half. And that eight minute stretch was um, yeah, he just looked really good, um, and and he looked like he was that missing piece for Baylor and kind of everything kind of seemed to fall into place. We were making shots. We were getting to the rim. We were getting rebounds. Um, you know, Kendall Cowell said that, you know, it, this looked like the most uh, um, physical performance by a Baylor team in years, uh, which is not, not accurate. <laughs> um, right. Not, not years. That was a little, um, you know, I love Kendall, right. We had him on the podcast, but it's not, wasn't you know that's not entirely accurate but i think i think the better word would be like energetic like they definitely looked much much more energetic and bouncy than they have in a in a, in a long while so um hopefully you know that can continue right and and that level that jonathan put up can you know can continue he can continue to give 15 maybe work up to 20 minutes for the rest of the season and and give baylor some uh, dynamicism on offense because against Texas, as we saw, basically we were just out there chucking up shots. The, the whole strategy was chuck up shots and hope one goes in. Um, and you know, we were doing that because we really are playing without a true point guard and without a true center. And while I don't think Jonathan gives Baylor either of those pieces, uh, I think he alleviates some of the pressure from the Adam Flagler. Uh, running the point and he will alleviate some of the pressure that uh, um, you know, Flo Combo was facing inside. So uh, you know, the, the pressure points have kind of, well, will ease with him in the game with his presence. So I thought he looked really good. He was critical against Texas tech. It was the worst team in the league 
is the worst team in the league. Um, you know, so, yeah, so we have to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but hopefully he can stay healthy and keep, keep performing. And if we can perform like that, then, uh, we, we might be due for another big win streak and, a you know, something special in March. Yeah. And you mentioned the fact that we're not playing with the true point guard, given that Dale Bonner really isn't getting many minutes, but he did get minutes in the Texas game when Langston Love was unable to play. And from what I saw from him in that game, especially on the defensive end of the floor, I think that going down the stretch of the season, once Langston Love is fully meshed with this team, I think that Dale Bonner should should get minutes in some of these important games just because of how important he is on the defensive end or how how much he can add on the on the defensive end of the floor. Um this team has been leaving shooters open on the on the three point line all season and when Dale Bonner was out there against Texas, um it wasn't perfect, but there were fewer open men on the three point line. He is he's just got a knack for being able to stick with the guy he's guarding. So I, I feel like that's something we should see down the stretch of the season and into tournament play. Um I guess Go ahead. Sorry not to cut you off. That's interesting because Dale you know, Dale Bonner and, and Caleb Loner had terrible games against Texas uh, to the point where they just basically looked like they didn't even belong to be on the, on the floor uh, against the Longhorns. Um, but to your point, I think there are some, you know, things that they can, can bring of value. And I think, you know, if you can steal minutes with some of them down the stretch, uh, you know, it might be, it might be worth, you know, we, you know, Baylor might need that, but uh, um, I think Langston Love is the much bigger piece that, you'd want to see on the court. Fair enough. I'd, I'd agree that Langston Love is more important to this team. He can score when necessary. Um, we saw that in, I forget who we were playing, but a, a few games ago when he went on a tear in the second half. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think that at some point we're going to need a defensive guard and – I feel like we have enough other scorers that Dale Bonner, when we need to lock down, I'd like to see him out on the court. Um, but other than that, this team looks really good. Jalen Bridges had a big game against Texas Tech. He's been coming into his own big time. Obviously, we have the three special guards in George, Flagler, and Cryer, and Langston Love has also been – playing well as of late. Um, got the big men now with Jonathan John Machashua returning and Ojan Muna. Those two are splitting minutes along with Flo Samba. Um, this, this team is looking really good. This team is looking really good, and they're only one game out of the Big 12, or what they're only one loss out of the Big 12 lead. Baylor has four losses tied with a few other teams. And... Uh, Texas and Iowa State each have three conference losses. So looking looking down this schedule, it's 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 very possible that Baylor is able to earn another shared Big 12 title if all goes as it should given how tough Baylor is. Yeah. 
It's on the table. You know what else is on the table, Pranay? What's that? I think I think a number one seed is on the table for Baylor. I think they'd have to probably really? win two twelve championships. I think they have to win two Big Twelve championships, but it's absolutely on the table. Um, for, who are the one seeds right now? I think it's probably Houston, Purdue, Kansas, and um, just had it here. And Alabama, I think, are your or Arizona, Arizona, maybe Purdue, Houston, Alabama, Arizona. Yeah, Kansas was still on the one line as of last night when Joe Lombardi was talking about it. But oh, Sarah Andrews, huge shot, minute forty left, puts Baylor up five. Just against Oklahoma, just real time updates. That's what we bring you here on the podcast. But let's go. Um, yeah, love, love had eleven points against Kansas. Just to your point. Um, there, so really it's important for him to stay healthy. And then uh, Bridges, to your point, has looked really amazing. He's actually scored uh, double figures in every Big 12 game this season, except uh, against TCU, where he had eight points. So um, he's definitely definitely an X factor, which I think we've covered before on this podcast. Uh, um, but yeah, you wanted to look at the, the the schedule here. Obviously, Baylor has Oklahoma tomorrow. And then they go to TCU and then host West Virginia before a huge game at Kansas. So I think um, if if you're thinking Big 12 title or um, you know positioning yourselves for a Big 12 title, I think you, I think Baylor has to win the next three games uh, going yes. into that game at, at Kansas. Absolutely, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be all on whether Baylor can win probably all but maybe one of its games, ideally all of its games. Um, but and no no game in the Big 12 is a gimme this season. Not even not even an Oklahoma or an Oklahoma State. I mean, sure. even Texas Tech wasn't a gimme going into the game. Even Texas Tech had Absolutely. beaten Iowa State. Um, can we talk about how, how just absolutely – incredible as conference has been this season please preach <laughs> i mean there are there are six teams ranked in the top 17 of the ap poll with a 17 in west virginia receiving votes um oklahoma beat alabama in the big 12 sec challenge killed them the the, the number yeah killed them the number three team in the ap poll um and then oklahoma state is also a fringe NCAA tournament team. This is very easily this conference could get eight teams into the tournament. It's 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 pretty bizarre how just how good every single team is in this conference. Even better than last season when we thought they were good. Yeah, yeah. Big Twelve's been the best um, best conference in America for for a few years now, um, and they they proved that easily in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. And one of their losses was TCU against Mississippi State in overtime on the road when they lost their best player in Mike Miles Jr. Um, and they're playing without Eddie Lampkin, uh, you know. So so they you know TCU is kind of the Baylor of last year in terms of the injuries that they faced because that that's just yeah you know, I th- I think they've lost like. I don't know, five of their last nine or something like that um, to where they've kind of fallen off a cliff, but because, because of the injuries, which is, which is unfortunate, but you know, that unfortunately, right. Happens that happened to Baylor last year. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's tough to see another conference in America that, uh, can compete with the big 12, um, who have obviously they've won the last two national championships. I think there are some one-off teams. Uh, I think Virginia's in there. I think Gonzaga might be in there. Um, but you know, we could have a six way tie. We could end the season with a six way tie for first place. Could you imagine just like us having like six because every school, if that happened, every school would claim a co-championship. That would um, be awesome. That would be awesome. It'd be pretty crazy. Like I wouldn't, I would not spin the face of that. Like that just would be historic and pretty cool. And like, if it gives Baylor a three P I'm, I'm taking that to the bank all day long. <laughs> um, so, you know, just, it's really important that it's interesting because Oklahoma was, is actually, I think on the outside looking in right now because they lost to Oklahoma state after they beat Alabama. And so they switched and, and Oklahoma state is in the last four in and Oklahoma's on that, on the wrong side of the bu- bubble. So they're coming into Waco with like a huge chip on their shoulder. Like they have to win if they want to keep their just dancing hopes alive. Um, so there's that, right? So I was, you know, kind of a, a little bit nervous for that one, but you know, Baylor should win. Like Baylor has to win. Uh, and I think it could be similar to, right, how we started Big 12 play with the three losses and then went on the five-game win streak, lose to Texas, and then beat Texas Tech. And, you know, we could maybe lose, lose to Texas and then go on a four-game win streak before Kansas. And then if we do that, then four of our last five games are against top 15 opponents at Kansas, host Texas, at Kansas State, got Oklahoma State in there as a little reprieve on the road, uh-huh, and then host Iowa State to close the season. So we got a long, long way to go, Brene, uh, a long way to go. Andrew, you said a uh, potential six-way tie, which obviously we've got six teams in the AP poll, so that'd be pretty incredible if all of them tied for the Big 12 championship. But what about a seven-way tie for the Big 12 championship? You know, that's still possible, too, with Oklahoma State sitting there at five and five, just two games behind Texas and Iowa State, and one game behind Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, and TCU. That's so interesting. Uh, that'd be wild if that – I'd not considered that. That'd be wild. Um, I, I think both of them are pretty, like, low percentage chance of happening, but uh, um, definitely could happen. Whew. Uh, coming down the stretch here, the last 30 seconds in the, the women's game, Baylor ball, they're up three. Um, yeah. Uh, Pernay, I wanted to ask you a question. Can we go revisit the Jonathan Chamo Chachua story a little bit? Yeah, of course. Uh, because I've, I've seen, I've seen two things. I've seen, I've seen Jonathan listed as um, just from Baylor fans, right? Saying Jonathan favorite play, favorite player ever like favorite Baylor player ever. Um, I think basketball or otherwise, and then B like best Baylor story ever um, in terms of the comeback and recovery for injury and, you know, the, what he means on the court type thing. Um, where does he rank for you in terms of player, you know, lovable players and, um, and Baylor, Baylor sports stories. So, I got a little story about Jonathan Chamuchachua myself. When I went to Baylor for two years, I lived at Oso Verde, 
above me lived a few basketball players, including Jonathan Chamachachua. And I had a dog when I was living there. So I had this small black and white Chihuahua Jack Russell Terrier mix who I would I'd obviously take out. And... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Was there for both years, and he was a little aggressive. He would he would be barking a lot whenever someone walked by the stairs. So every time I would walk out of my door and walk down the stairs and so happened that Jonathan Chamuchachua was walking up the stairs and we passed by. He was always a little scared of, of my dog. He like flinched just a little bit. So to me, that makes him even more lovable. So I'd have to put him up there. Um, I don't know numbers wise, but he's definitely, I I definitely have to put him top three uh, most lovable. And then story wise, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. That's there's a there's been a lot of great stories for Baylor. Um, if you think about even just Scott Drew bringing this program program back from everything that happened before yeah. his tenure, that would be number one for me. Um, but obviously, Jonathan Chavez's story is up there. It's 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 awesome what he's been able to do. How quickly he's been able to recover, and it seems like he's been leaning on his faith for for his entire recovery process and, and just trusting God, which is what Baylor is all about. So, so yeah, only good things to say, great story, great person, great player. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and that's, that's a great story. That's, that's funny. Um, and he, I think Jonathan is just that type of player that just exudes um, joy. Um, and it's really like the face of the program when you think about joy and just the passion and energy that he brings and the work ethic. Uh, and unfortunately during that whole story of yours, Baylor managed to blow a five point lead in 10 seconds. Um, so now it's tied at 83. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. I kid you, I kid you not. Um, they turned the ball over in the backcourt and the best three point shooter of all time. I think Taylor Robinson hit a, hit a wide open three to tie the game 14 seconds left. Yeah, uh, she's a great ball now, so I'm keeping one eye on this. But um, yeah, I think I think Jonathan's definitely one of, one of the, f- the fan favorite favorite players that that you can imagine. I think right, Robert Griffin is is up there, um, and I think uh, um, oh no, oh, 
All right, we're going to overtime. So I think I think <laughs> I think Robert Griffin's up there. Uh, I think like a lot of the walk-ons like John Hurd and Jacob Newbert, you know, fan favorites. Um, I think AJ Walden was a huge fan favorite in terms of basketball. Uh, I, w- I was looking at some other, you know, just going through the memory bank. Silas Nasita, um, who was a walk-on running back, like third-string running back uh, at Baylor back in like 2014, 15 time time frame. Um, that actually got kicked off the team due to NCAA violations because he didn't have a place to stay and got dinged for sleeping at a, like on a friend's couch. Um, and that was deemed an impermissible benefit. Uh, he was a, a fan favorite. Um, but in terms of just singular moment of him, of Jonathan walking back on the court, that, that was pretty cool. And I'll be honest, I was kind of laying down. It was kind of like a lazy Saturday morning as soon as he entered like I popped up and I, I felt the energy myself uh in you know just coursing through my veins so it's like oh my gosh like things just got real right uh I mean, it was only not nine to six seven minutes into this game against Texas Tech and then boom he enters the game and it reminded me of the story Renee I don't know if you remember D.D. Richards on the on the women's team who suffered a yeah. spinal cord injury um against uh, in practice when she collided with moon Erson at the time and she returned um I, I forget if it was the season opener or the second game of the year i think it might have been the second game of the year against south florida uh, a ranked opponent and, and she basically played um that whole game like basically healthy and it's wild to me how baylor in the span of two years could have two players that just exude joy and have such um, colorful personalities each suffer horrendous injuries where both Kim Mulkey and Scott Drew said, yeah, like we didn't even know if they were going to walk again, let alone play basketball. And they recovered from a spinal cord injury and then tearing every ligament and, and nerve in my knee injury in record time. Um, I think D.D. Richards was like something like 100 days. It was a few months or something like that. And then 40 days, 40 days, 40 days. So, yeah, um, 40 days. And then and then Jonathan was 51 weeks. But that was an injury that probably should have taken like 18 months to recover or something like that. So uh, crazy. And that was that was that was the player that I the comeback um, that I equated it to with D.D. Richards. Yeah, it kind of reminds you of Adrian Peterson's return. Obviously, different sports, but when uh, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL in the NFL and came back a lot earlier than when, when anyone expected, JGT does this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and Robert Griffin, too. Obviously, he tore his ACL and then yeah. and ultimately came back. Um, I wasn't at Baylor for, for that, but, uh, you know, I'm sure that was a big, big moment. But, a lot of people tear their ACLs and, and come back. Um, uh, this was, you know, kind of a, you know, ask anybody and they'll tell you it's, it was more, more to it than just a simple ACL, but glad he's back. And honestly, like, I hope he can uh, keep it up and keep going because Baylor's going to face better teams. Um, you know, kind of everything fell into place at home against the worst team in big 12, the only team that's probably not going to make the tournament uh, or only clear team that won't make the tournament. And, um, 
we'll see what we can do against better, better competition. This is a crucial stretch and it starts, starts, uh, you know, tomorrow against Oklahoma. Yeah, it's going to be super fun to watch. Hopefully Baylor can pull it out in these next three games and head into their Kansas and Kansas state games with a shot at taking that big 12 lead. Um, where are we standing with the, uh, Lady Bears right now. Yeah, yeah it's still, still 83 tied. all. It's still 83 all in overtime. So no one's scored in overtime. Uh, Baylor's turned it over um, 19 times for the game, and they've had a couple bad possessions in overtime here. So um, it's it's interesting. And speaking speaking of overtime, we'll get into the late. I, I, I wanted to talk about the Lady Bears. I was hoping this game was over by the time <laughs> we, we got to this point. But um, – you notice how UNC going back to men's basketball, like they're and Oklahoma just hit a three. Dang it. Uh, UNC is not playing well um, this year. And they're basically doing it with the same lineup that they had last year. Minus Brady Manick. Uh, I feel this is silly, but like, I feel cheated, right. That like, we basically like UNC just caught lightning in the bottle for like, I don't know call it a month, the last month of the season and rode that wave to the national title game. Uh, and it was kind of this perfect storm that had them beat us in, um, in the second round. Uh, because I, I still feel confident that obviously if we're healthy, we probably have a really good shot at, at repeating, but you know, if we don't, if we don't run into them, then we probably, uh, you know, we probably get to the final four at the very least. Uh, That's why we, they call it the madness of March. I know, I know. I can't, I can't land that too much, right? Plus, we we just won the title, so we're we're in a pretty good spot. But I'm just like UNC was ranked number one this year coming in, and they've been so bad this year. And I was reading an article that was basically saying like they're doing it with the same lineup that they had for the national title game last year, and they're just not getting the job done. And I was like, oh my god, don't remind me, but. Um, yeah, it is bizarre. It is bizarre. They just lost to Wake Forest today, third straight loss. Um, lost their UNC Duke game. And Duke's not Duke's not too great either. They're not ranked either. Um, yeah, the ACC is not going to play good this year. <laughs> yeah, they're they really are not. It's only Virginia. That's about it. Yeah. Um. So real quick, here here's what I do want to say this on on women's basketball. Uh, and and I wrote about this earlier uh, in the week. As Oklahoma scores another bucket, they're up ninety to eighty-five. So Baylor has their work cut out for him. But Baylor had a huge game against Iowa State in Ames, knocking off number twelve Cyclones over the weekend, and basically led number sixteen Oklahoma from start to finish um, here today uh, before collapsing. And you know, this was their this was their opportunity to to kind of take back and get in a really good position to, you know, position themselves for home court in the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament to, to keep the streak alive of, um, of big 12 regular season titles. And, um, you know, so they look like a good team. They're, they're playing really, really well against ranked opponents. Um, they're, they're struggling to find the consistency, but, uh, you know, earlier in the year, but now with Sarah Andrews, Caitlin Bickle is playing monster games these past two two games. She just scored her 30th point tonight at the foul line. That's incredible. Um, so, wow. you know, Baylor, Baylor might be turning the corner. So even if they don't win the Big 12, um, which is 
not set in stone at all. But even if they don't win the Big 12, they they certainly have an opportunity to you know make some noise and at least do better than they did last year in um, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Dariana Lil Page Bugs has been a uh, monster um, with with double doubles. Um, she has now six double doubles. Sarah Andrews just tied the game at ninety. Uh, sub two minutes is amazing. Let's go. Uh, um, uh, Lil Page Bugs is a freshman. She now has. I, I'm pretty sure she probably has a double double in this game. Um, but uh, which, if she does, it would be it would be her seventh double double as a in a Big Twelve play as a freshman, and the only other Baylor players to do that are Brittany Griner and Nina Davis. So she's in pretty good company, and she looks to be playing better. Sarah Andrews is being a monster. She was again named like Player of the Week, Big Twelve Player of the Week um this past week and then uh Caitlin Bickle is really stepping up these past couple games as, as well um and then so you know we'll, we'll see we'll see what they can do they Oklahoma just hit two free throws so they're up to um right now but if they could it would really help if they uh if they could pull this one out uh, against Oklahoma but they they're they're um, bugs just tied the game. So they're, they're playing much better. That's basically my main, main point. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. And uh, if they do pull this game out, they'll stay one game behind Texas. Yeah. In the big 12, probably yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd think they'd go back into the rankings after this week. If they do oh. hold on against Oklahoma. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they can hold on, then they should be back in. I know some people wanted them back in after the win against Iowa State, but you know, to me, you got you got to prove it. You got to be consistent. Um, you know, if they were in the rankings, then they would have just been, you know, twenty four, twenty five, or something. Who knows? Yeah, but regardless, I think the pressure is on for Nikki Collins to at least take this team to the Sweet Sixteen this year. Can't have another letdown like like we did last year. Um, Absolutely, especially given given how Kim Mulkey's number three LSU Tigers are looking right now. They've got a massive showdown against number one South Carolina. Do you think so, they have any chance in that game? I I mean I think they have a chance. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know too much about how their players match up or anything, but they, they haven't lost a game yet this season, so they're obviously obviously um good. Great. Yeah. I, I don't think, know. I don't know. Do you? I think they're, I think, honestly, I, I love rooting for LSU. Like, you know, it, it's kind of really cool to see. Um, I'm not going to hold grudges, but um, I, I think LSU's strength of schedule has kind of inflated them a little bit. I, I think they did not play a terribly tough uh, strength of schedule, but uh, they are getting the job done against, you know, some, some decent, I think, SEC teams. Not not anybody stellar um, by any stretch, but but decent. Um, and it looks like finding UCon- UConn to- gave South Carolina a run. I think the best teams in the nation are, are UConn and South Carolina. Oh, you do? You think UConn is? Do, does UConn have a loss? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Obviously, South Carolina. I don't think they're undefeated going into that game, though. Um, UConn, UConn lost to Notre Dame. Oh, okay. I guess I met I met before the South Carolina. Yeah, UConn lost to 
Notre Dame earlier. Yeah. And to Maryland. And, and UConn's been dealing with a bunch of industry uh, in, in injuries on the, on the year. Um, uh, you feel you gotta feel horrible for Paige Beckers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Her careers could have been very different, but we'll we'll see. Um, All right, how's Baylor? How's Baylor looking? We're down five with twelve seconds left. So. Oh man, dang it! Not not stellar, uh, unfortunately. But uh, we'll well maybe maybe we just went to commercials, so we'll we'll wrap it up there and. Uh, you'll have to tune in, and we'll we'll talk about them next week. But even again, even with this loss, we're not we're not out of it, and I think we're we're beginning to play really good basketball. So um, I, I think we're going to be disappointed about this game if if the score holds. But I, I think we, you know, in the past two games, we may have seemed to turn to turn a corner, um, and only time will tell if 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 that you know if that turn holds.